Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, another beautiful day. Another beautiful day. Uh, this is a new episode of the Zero for Hire podcast. I believe this is my third recording. And uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about worldview. I know I've talked about this on other platforms at other times. And it's something that needs to come up regularly in our conversation. So the things that I bring up here, I want you to take to other people in your life and find a way to bring up some stuff about worldview. I've been um, I've been on TikTok for about a month. Now, I was warned repeatedly not to get on TikTok because there's all of this weird, like, blue-haired freak type, you know, sexualized insanity on there. And there is. There are those people on there. But based on what I watch and what I like and what I download and share and things like that, what I engage with, the TikTok algorithm is pretty much started to understand that I have a biblical worldview, I have a Christian worldview, and it shows me those types of videos. It shows me news that's going on in the world that caters to me. So my experience is not um, what the what the conservative media is always harping on, like at the Daily Wire and stuff. Um, I do see videos I disagree with from time to time, and it's good to see videos that you disagree with from time to time. Uh, the reason I'm bringing up worldview, though, is I think one of the major problems that we have in our society is that the Christians that are in our society still hold on to a secular worldview, myself included, in a lot of different areas. You know, you may you may agree and you may be willing to verbally state that Jesus Christ is Lord. But your worldview demonstrates what you actually believe. And it does so in every area of your life. When you, when you compartmentalize your life and you say, I go to church on Sundays and I say this prayer and... Um, you know, I'm basically a good person and things like that. Those things might be true. I'm not going to knock you for those things because they might actually be true. You might be a good person and you might say your prayers and you might go to church on Sunday and all that stuff. And it's great. Just it's great. Mwah, beautiful. Now, your worldview is determined by what you do with your elective time. So your elective time is time that you have after you've dealt with your duties and responsibilities. So you have to go to work, you got to do laundry, you have to go to the bank, you have a meeting at the insurance company. That's that's stuff you have to do. Those are duties and responsibilities. But your elective time is the time that you could do anything that you want with your time. This is now your time. You've done everything you were supposed to do and now you can do whatever you want and this is your elective time. Your worldview is demonstrated by what you do with your elective time. That shows what your values are. Another thing that shows what your values are, um, and I'm not I'm not doing a bait and switch here. Values and worldview are, I don't want to say interchangeable, but they're they're very closely interlinked. So let's let's start with the values. Elective time, elective money. 
So what after you dealt after you have paid for your responsibilities, rent, bills, groceries, um, what you do with your elective money? Okay, and then the next thing that shows and demonstrates your values will be what you want for your children. So we all have at you know at a certain point in your life you're kind of you kind of have to sleep in the bed that you're made. And, and you're stuck with the hand you were dealt, and you make the best out of the life that you have. And if you can improve it, you can change some things, you know, it goes back and forth, that's, that's life. But what you, the life that you want for your children, the things that you want for your children, the things that you provide for your children, those are tied into your values. And then finally, what you're willing to suffer for or what you're willing to sacrifice for. What you're willing to suffer and sacrifice for dictates your values. So you take all those other things. I paid my bills. I, I, you know, I went to work. I give my children, you know, they're, they're happy. They have clothes. They got lights. They got food. Okay. All that basic stuff that no one's contesting. Now with your elective, with, with your elective time, this is my time. I'm going to sit and watch Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to play this video game. I'm going to go to this concert. I'm going to go shopping. You know, these things that are important to you. Then you look at maybe some cross-referencing. Your money. I'm going to buy myself a new pair of shoes. I'm going to buy myself this new bit of entertainment. I'm going to take my kids out to eat. I'm going to buy this piece of equipment I've been waiting for. You know, those things are important to you. But when you when you look at the negative of it, when you cross it with what you're willing to suffer and sacrifice for, then it becomes the issue of like, I'm not going to do this thing. I'm not going to support this business. Instead of doing what I want with my time and money, I'm going to do this something for someone else. So let's say instead of buying myself a new pair of sneakers, I noticed somebody else needs a new pair of sneakers, so I'm going to buy it for them. Or I'm going to donate to charity. Or I'm going to support this ministry. Or I'm going to support this entertainer that I believe in. Or I'm not going to shop at Target because they sell transgender clothing for little kids, including underwear and swimming trunks that are designed for tucking for, you know, toddlers. I'm not going to support Bud Light because it's beer, because it's bad for you, or because of the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Like, conservatives are really proud of themselves about the Dylan Mulvaney thing, but it's like bare minimum stuff, you know? There are some people like that won't drink Coca-Cola because of the whole try not to be white thing they pulled a while back. There are people who will, um, they will not, and, and I'm, I'm in this group, I won't support Netflix, I won't support Disney because they are immoral and evil corporations. Um, and if I was really about my worldviews and values, then I would stop supporting anything like Google, Facebook, and yet there is a level of dependency there for me and Facebook and Google. So 
that's where the conflict should come in. And then when you see like you have values that are inconsistent with what you say your worldview is, if your worldview is I'm a good person and I don't support evil, but then you see amongst my values, I support this evil thing. I listen to evil music. I watch evil movies. I don't support good things. You know, I don't, I don't, like me, I don't let my kids on social media. I'm trying to cancel out this mistake that me and my wife have made in our life. Our entire generation made a huge mistake with social media. I don't have a problem with people entertaining themselves, but something, there's something in social media that went horribly wrong a long time ago, and we still have yet to figure it out. Um, and, and I don't think it's a place or a thing for children. It's not good for children, especially for their developing minds. It's really not good for some adults. Some people are just completely like, it messed their minds up. Some of it's the, their fault, some of it's our, our fault collectively, and some of it's the corporation's fault. But for that reason, what I want for my children is not to be in that system of social media. Also, there's predators, there's lots of danger there. I also do not allow my children to watch Disney movies anymore. I don't know, actually, we'll vet certain movies, and as far as TV shows, they watch Redeem TV. There's a lot of great Christian shows on there. <coughs> and it's like, if I'm going to disagree with some stuff, like there's some, there's one show that my daughter likes to watch that's fairly charismatic. That's, um, I guess they have like a Pastor Don and a Pastor Donna. Like I'm not okay with like women pastors. And I'm, I don't want to revoke the show for that one point because of a difference in doctrine. I'm, I'm willing to compromise and say, at least it's not, Netflix. At least it's not Big Mouth, you know. At least I'm not watch letting my kids watch PBS, because PBS has a lot of transgender stuff on there, a lot of gay stuff on there. I'm not, so at least I'm not supporting that. Um, differences in doctrine, I think, are things that instead of just cutting off completely, we need to. I think that'd be a better place to kind of inform your children. You know, we're willing to let them watch. Um, shows that are rated R and stuff like that because we want them to fit in with the culture and then you need to be honest with the fact that like you're just doing this because you want to fit in with the secular culture taking inventory of your values and your worldview should give you a good starting point on what you need to work on in your life so you know early on when Z was getting older I was like hey I watched these movies I watched Terminator I watched Predator they were cool action movies I want my son to experience cool action movies. And it turned out that my kids are not okay with a lot of the stuff in the movies that I'm okay with because we've raised them differently. So their values and their worldview are different. And our values and our worldview, we can see gore. We can see violence. We can see people fighting and be like, oh, that's so cool. But in my children's worldview... They don't think that's cool. They're like, oh, no. You know, when, when my daughter was very young, I want to say like two, and she still wasn't talking yet, one of the first things that I remember her saying was, my sister is hurt because her sister hurt herself. And when she said hurt, she cried with all of the empathy in the world. All of She cried for her sister because her sister was hurt. So my children don't want to see those things. They don't want us to watch Dragon Ball Z. 
my daughters, it, that genuinely bothers them to see two dudes just wailing on each other like that. Now, for Z, it doesn't bother him as much. I think it's because he's a boy and because I've let him watch Terminator and crap. But, like, he's older. And as time goes on, those things change. Um, but the girls, they don't, they don't tolerate that crap. They don't want to see fighting. They don't want to see bad guys and scenes with long, extended scenes of cruelty and stuff. They, that's, they're not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. And so, what I want you to do, and this is an assignment, is to get a piece of paper and draw some quadrants, you know, a line down the middle on, you know, horizontal and vertical. And then in each box, you write the four points of your value system. And you say, elective time, elective money, what I want for my children, and suffer and sacrifice for. And then you start to fill in those blanks. And discovering your values, and then go back to your biblical worldview and says, like, a Christian should think this way about these things. And you'll start to see, if you're honest, that you have horribly screwed, skewed values based on the worldview that you hold. And I can guarantee it's because of cultural immersion. And I'm not, you, you don't, can't, you, be, blah, you can't be too hard on yourself about that. You just use this as a way of opening your eyes, realizing where you're at, and then make adjustments. And it's a, a lot of times you can't make every adjustment, but sometimes you can. I think some of the greatest areas of growth in my spiritual journey was when I went through these times, I was going to cut out all the sin in my life that I could tolerate. I didn't want nothing to do with nothing. And then I would just slowly, incrementally add things back that I felt like were not sinful or tearing down my life or whatever. And you should do that once in a while. You should do that every year or so. I'm going to be doing that this year. And I say that because um, your, your culture, where you're from, and where you live really has a significant hold on your worldview and you don't realize it you know um even even if you're a, a good religious christian person you're still gonna have secular worldviews based on the culture that you come from and if you come from an american culture with evangelical christianity then you're gonna have a whole lot of loosey-goosey feminine trait and properties that are not consistent with scripture but they're based on the, the worldview of people who are trying to be Christian without, you know, reading the Bible. Or if you come from a reformed background, then you're going to have all of these strict, rigid, you know, heresy hunter style values in your life that may promote a lot of the good things, but may lead you down a... I don't know, like a different path, you know, and it's because you're reading the scripture a certain way. You're not even at fault for not reading the scripture. You're only choosing to read the scripture a certain way and interpret things a certain way. Um, if you come from a liturgical background, then you're going to have a lot of compartmentalization in your life where you don't understand why you should even be bothered by certain things because it's not part of your religion. And you don't, you may not understand how Christianity is holistic. It's throughout every fiber of your being. And if you don't allow it to be, if you don't work at it, then you won't be. Um, 
And if you're from a different country, let's say you're from a different religion, you, you'll say you're like a witch or a Wiccan or something. A Wiccan, probably a good choice, or like a naturalist. And you're like, oh, you can never, you, can, you can't kill these ants because they're living creatures. And then they invade your house and you just won't do anything about it. Or, I mean, that's an extreme example. But like, you know, you want to take a natural approach to everything. You, you're so more concerned about nature than you are with people. You know, you're so you're more concerned with the well-being of animals than you are with the creatures that were designed in God's image. And that will skew the way you look at the world. Um, if you are somebody who's heavily oriented toward business and work and finances, then you'll look at things in a way where you're constantly taking account in your mind about how much things cost what is the value of things um that can get unhealthy if you're a workaholic it's even worse um you start to devalue things in their proper context and you start to look at them based on their monetary value or the utilitarian value and utilitarian value um out of context has led to some of the greatest atrocities on the planet just look at stalinism type socialism You'll understand what I mean. Um. So yeah. What what did it, was there any other stuff like Hindu? I guess Buddhist. You will probably have like some degree of um, well, those are very different. So let me see. Like if there's some people that are like into the Gaia worship. Again, that goes back to what's infiltrating our culture with yoga, with um the whole food, the veganism, uh, those things are tied into Hindu worship, um, Gaia worship, um, you know, the spirit of the planet type stuff. Uh, yoga is a, a form of religion that is to that is practiced through uh, posing of the body and people try to quote unquote Christianize it um, by still practicing the religion the way it is intended to be practiced but then they use scriptures on top of that i don't think that i don't think that's good enough it's like weak sauce to me but um veganism is it's a moral orientation it has enough it can have some health benefits and certain pretenses but it more it has more to do with a morality and that morality isn't a biblical morality that morality comes from hinduism uh, what else? Buddhism, um, the minimalistic vow of poverty type lifestyle. Uh, again, those aren't biblical values. Those aren't that doesn't come from a biblical worldview at all. You know, you might seem like you're doing. You might feel like you're doing better by vowing poverty. Um, and really, the Bible says a lot of things contrary to that. Like a wise man leaves his children an inheritance. And if you have vowed a life of poverty, you can't do that. The Bible wants you to take care of your parents when they get old. If you vow of poverty, you can't do that. If you, you're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. You're supposed to give to the poor. You're supposed to take care of the orphans and widows. And you may, you may live in a certain degree of poverty in order to redirect your finances to do those things if that's part of your value system. And that's, that's perfect. Because that's suffering and sacrificing in order to achieve a more perfect worldview. 
and, and a more perfect value system. But if you're just poor because you think it makes you pious and more virtuous, just no, that's that's actually Buddhist. That's not that's a Buddhist Taoist type worldview. That's not a Christian worldview. <clears throat> and so that that's why I'm bringing these things up. Depending on the culture that you're in, especially here in America, where we have various multiculturalism problems. Um, the problem is that there's room for every culture except for a biblical worldview culture. And you need to discover that. And the way that you discover that, because I want to give you a solution, is to look at the commands of God. So I've given you a few scriptures of be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth. Um, Ab uh, Noah, at the end of the ark story, God gave meat to men to eat. Look it up. It's in Genesis. Uh, Genesis is a really, really good place to find a lot of commands of God, not just moral commands. And I'm not talking about ritual commands, but when you look at the reasoning behind why he says things, it gives you a lot of clarity about God's values, and that should be included in our worldview. And so the whole point of Christianity is to, you know, remind each other of how awesome God is, um, to encourage each other to lift up and glorify God and to remind each other of how God's ideas are better than our own so that we can be more like him because we are members of the body of Christ and we encourage each other in those ways. So that's what I want to encourage people for. Uh, there's a lot of directions I could go with this, but I want to keep it simple and I may, I may take this into the direction of music and, you know, like... People are wanting to be rich and famous and stuff. And the more we find out what Hollywood is really like, the more we realize like, wow, this is really bad. I shouldn't be doing this. Or God is really protecting me from this terrible environment or, you know, things like that. Like we want to, we want to aspire to what we see on the TV. And I think that's primarily set up to skew reality. The television is skewed reality for many, many generations, and now the internet is skewing reality at a faster pace, and we really need to get back to our biblical worldview and our biblical values. So that's what's going on in my world. I want to know what's going on in yours. <clears throat> Write me in the comment section of where, if, if you're not um, following me on Substack, definitely do that. And I will be working to get the RSS feed into podcast systems. But until I can get that done, I really need your help with spreading the show, uh, with your feedback, with your commentary. And um, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Stay holy.